This has been the worst year in my life so far. <sighs> Lord, okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, hi guys, welcome back to the podcast. Um, <sighs> this has definitely been not the best year um, currently. Um, I know everyone's has has been having a hard time as of late. Um, the world's been seeming seemingly getting worse and worse by the day, and everyone's kind of just laying around, just kind of letting it rot in a sense. It's kind of how I feel. Um, by thinking my own way, I think my own world's kind of just burning down. So I don't know. I feel like just talking. Um, Sorry if you hear any noise or anything. I'm kind of fidgeting with things right now. And my family is still up. So you might hear like walking noises or something. Um, but yeah, to make sh- short, like I guess make it like long story short. Um, I have... After, I did remember talking about when my other cats had died in a previous podcast episode. Um, and um, we have three other ones. Well, we had three other ones. Um, but at the time of that podcast episode, I only had one other kid. Her name was Marmalade. And a little while, a, a couple weeks after that episode, like a few weeks after that episode, um, my mom went and adopted two other kittens. By name of King and Prince, and King, we had to euthanize King. Um, by the time this goes up, it it, I, 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 it happened yesterday, and um, he he was a very small kitten, and I don't know. I feel like thinking about this whole year, it's just. It's been a struggle. <clears throat> so I just feel like talking about my year, I guess, just to get off my chest in a sense. And I, I apologize if I don't sound the most coherent. Um, my sleep has been the worst as of late. Um, on top of everything that's going on in my life, I feel like everything's kind of just falling apart slowly. But surely. Um, so, where to begin? I don't know. It's just the beginning of the year. Um, not too much really was going on. You know, I was still at my previous job. Um, <clears throat> but that contract ended in May. Contract ended in the sense that they just phased out the job. So, I had to find another one. And started my hellish journey with the company I'm with now, Amazon. Not really liking it, but at the same time, it's it's one thing that I kind of tell you know people. I'm like, if you need a quick paycheck, I you I rather go to Amazon than anywhere else, really. Um, but not career-wise, unless you have a specific skill that you're kind of wanting to build with Amazon. If that makes sense. I'm sorry if my throat 
it's my voice sounds weird. I've been trying to drink water. I don't know what's going on with my throat. Let me try drink some water real quick. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Hopefully it gets better. I don't know what's going on with me. Um. So yeah. Um. <clears throat> And, you know, my mom's fiance, now her husband came over this year and brought his own sort of chaos. And then, you know, my job, I've been wanting to move out and it feels like everything's been going wrong. We've had court issues because my first stepfather decided to just come into our lives one more time, just cause more chaos, because he, I guess, doesn't have enough in his own life. So, I don't want to go too far into it, only because, you know, I don't know. I, it's, it's hard. And, and of course, since I'm talking kind of about it on the internet in a sense, like, I don't want too much information to be put out there, at least until it's all past us, so... It, it's it's still an ongoing thing right now. Um, it just feels like everything's just crashing down around me, especially with our animals, because the beginning of this year we had two guinea pigs, and we had, you know, just snipe, and then we eventually got marmalade. But now, you know, we have no guinea pigs. You know, they both died. Um, and then we're two cats down so now I only have Marmalade and Prince left and it's hard because you know I was very very close to my to the cats you know, I'm always been very, I've been way more of a cat person, very close to the cats. You know, my sisters, my mom is very close to the guinea pigs. Nothing we don't, you know, I don't lo- like the guinea pigs and they like the cats. It's just, I guess you can say natural affinity in a sense. Um, so they took her harder when our guinea pigs died. Mainly because we had we euthanized all of them because they were in pain. And we knew the most humane thing to do would be, you know, just to euthanize them. You know, don't continue, you know, the pain. But with our guinea pigs, I feel like the reason it was more traumatic with our cats and guinea pigs was our guinea pigs lived in around eight years. And based off what I know, they don't usually live more than five to six years, I don't think so. The fact they lived to eight years old and they were still healthy, you know, was very well on our part, I guess. But overall, you know, it was just old age that kind of took them. So even though it was still sad, it was just more like a natural thing. Like, okay, we did all we could. You know, they just, you know, their bodies just couldn't take it. You know, they're growing old. And, you know, they were getting to some sort of pain a little bit later, so it was like, we have to, you know, we, we, we euthanize them, um, and for the guinea pigs, I was there for the, 
for the euthanization, not like for the euthanization shot, for but for the sedative shot. I was there for um, and that was hard. I think it was harder. I think I didn't feel the void until after I got back in the car and I was like, you know, like they were just there with me on the ride there. Now they're not. Um, with our cats, it was one guinea pig, then a cat, a guinea pig, then a cat. That was just, that was the pattern this year. Guinea, guinea guinea was our first to die this year. Cleo was our first die was died last year. She was another guinea pig we had. She died last year. It was Cleo, then Guinea Guinea, then it was Snipe, um, our my first cat that I talked about, then Cookie, and then um, King, who just we had to euthanize. And I feel worse mainly because we just didn't have the money. But even if we did have the money, the doctors even said that they might have, they still would not have probably been able to figure out what was going on. And all I did was bring flashbacks to Snipe because with Snipe, I, I, it was just a, it's the feeling of powerlessness when we think about death. And I thought about death in my own right, like with myself, but I never really thought about towards, like, you know, like my cats and stuff like that. With Snipe, it was very much a blur. It happened. I just happened to be home. I'm pretty sure. I think I told the story before, but I just happened to be home. I just took the night off. I just happened to be home when everything happened. And it happened so quickly. And we ended up taking to the emergency vet. And their my mom called them. She, they told them to just bring it, bring them in. And I forgot exactly what it's called, but it was like kind of like, I guess like a blood clot or something like kind of to like his lower, excuse me, like lower part of his body. And the and the vets were just like, you would not have been able to see it coming. You know, there's really was no warning signs. These things you just that something like that just happens really out of the blue, kind of like a stroke or a heart attack, like. You might see some telltale signs, but overall, it, you can be kind of healthy and can, can just, it can just kind of happen. Um, so, I, it was very traumatic, I think, especially for Snipe, because he was in pain. Like, you, he was making painful meows. And even in the back, I think even after they gave him, like, some kind of, like, medicine to kind of calm him down. He was still meowing in the back. Like you can still hear meowing. He was not doing. He he was kind of finding the medicine, you know. And everyone was there. We all decided to come say our goodbyes. Um, but I decided to stay for the actual euthanization itself um, for both my cats. And for Snipe, I end up. I'm not a crier. Um, not usually. I'm not usually a crier. But I, the moment they told, um, they're like, we just gave him the sedatives, you know, now he's calming down. Um, all I could think of was, you know, before they gave him the sedative, like, we were all petting him. He kind of just, he kind of slumped over a little bit. Like, he just, he really just seemed like he was kind of happy. I guess he just kind of said his final goodbyes and just, he finally just kind of just 
took he was just he kind of just calmed down. And then you know they gave him a second shot. They're like his heart stopped. You know he you know he's you know he's gone and that was I I went to the corner of the room just started just bawling my eyes out in the fetal position. I just couldn't I I I couldn't deal with the fact that he just wasn't you know. Like I couldn't, I, I couldn't take him back or couldn't just take his body and just run back home and just be like, no, he's fine. He's, he's going to come back. You know, I, I feel like it's a whole different story when someone else tells you uh, they're gone. You know, it's one thing, it's one thing if, you know, you're telling them yourself they're gone, but it's, I feel like it's a whole other story when someone else has kind of like tell you straight up they're, they're gone, like they're not coming back. And that was a hard night, only because it happened so quickly, so fast, and I had to come back home and just be like, man, like, I, I, I really didn't know what to do myself, you know, because this night was a very big part of our lives, and a very big part of mine, you know, especially when it came to my depression and everything, he just kind of was just always there. I always said that he, I'm, I always say he liked me more than the rest of my family, because he would talk to me more than talk to any rest of my family. Like he, anyone else can call his name. If you talking to him, he just won't look. He will pretty much ignore you. I call his name or just make like the simple, you know, like that clicking sound. Like he will look at me. He might even walk over to me. Might meow at me. Like he, he will acknowledge my presence. So I was like, oh, he likes me more than the rest of y'all. You know, I took my little bit of pride in that. You know, it kind of. Just, I had to walk around like man, like he's not here anymore, and I, I felt bad because we didn't have him too long. Like we had him maybe like a few years. It wasn't like a full like 15, 20 years, you know, of you know having a cat. So I felt very just distraught. You know, then you know we had the other two kids come along, and we adopted a thing like Prince and King. They're not from the same litter. That if I if I know correctly, because they're because King, when we adopted him, he was six months old, and we adopted when we adopted Prince, he was three months old, I think still on the paperwork. Um, they're not from the same litter. But but King, on the other hand, it was way more of like we gradually started seeing him just acting like I I only say acting, but he's got more and more sick. And we just, you know, his stomach got, it, it, was, it was so, we were just like, we, we have to do something, you know. And with King, you know, he, King and Prince, I, always, I felt like was kind of like Snipe in two different sides. Like Prince has more of the laid back side of Snipe, like just the type of kind of just wants to lay back, chill. Like he he's he's investigative. He's a little he's a little bit you know energetic sometimes, but he overall is just a very chill cat, and he's very silent. So he doesn't he doesn't really meet, he doesn't meow out much at all actually, which I first thought he was sick or something. But there's like there's some cats that don't meow at all, and he's just one of those cats. Like he meows once in a blue moon. So that's Prince. But King on the other hand was just I want to eat and I want to be played with and I want human attention. He was really the sweetest kitten that of all the cats I can say. Like he just was the embodiment. Like you think of like 
a really sweet, nice little cat, kitten. He was that cat. Um, remind me of time. I think, like, we let him out one time into, like, our little, like, kind of like our closed-off sunroom. Um, and because they wanted to go outside so bad at night. We're like, okay, I was like, we'll let you out for, like, 30 minutes, and you had to come back inside. All we hear, like, a little bit, a little bit later is, like, this, like, scrum, like, meowing sound, like, like, like fighting. I go out, like, we go out, and my, I think my mom and my, someone's going to go check, and we see this ram cow just, just, like, skirt, skirt out of there. Like, they ran. And Prince and Marmalade ran up the, ran back to his house and ran up the stairs. And all I felt so bad because King was just sitting there, like, in the corner, just, like, hold, like, bald in the corner. I felt so bad because he is not a fighter at all. He is a lover, not a fighter. So I, I felt so bad because I knew he was just, like, he didn't know what to do. And... King was just, he was just a really big ball of sweetness, but over the past week, you know, it was just, you know, we kind of, we started noticing he was slowing down, you know, he came a little more lethargic, more sluggish, you know, we noticed his belly got very bloated, and we were like, well, this is not, that's not just a, you know, food baby, you know, we, he ate good, there's, like, he wasn't eating, he wasn't drinking, you know, first I was like, maybe, you know, I was like, maybe it's kind of like, at first kind of, I did think of like, maybe it's eating and drinking when we're not around, or probably, he probably might not want us watching him eat and drink, but no, he just really wasn't eating and drinking, like, he'll walk up to the food, he'll walk up to the water, and he'll just walk away, it's like, he knows, he, it was kind of like that, he knows he should eat, but he had no appetite, he didn't want to drink or eat anything, and that blowiness and stuff, I think me and mom first thought it might be worms. And we didn't know we're kind of supposed to like deworm, you know, I guess kittens and cats after we bring them home. I know you technically, I'm not sure if you're supposed to or not. I guess that's something you can ask your vet and uh, their, where we got them from they have. Um, so I think we gave them like some deworming, I think fluid or like, like um, solution in the food to try to get that. But it was still in there. Like, his stomach was still a bit more bloated. So we're like, okay, well, we don't know what else it could be. And, when we, and like, I told mom, I was like, yeah, he's not really eating. Like, he barely drank water. But I feel like he only drank the water because, you know, he, I think only because I was there. Um, He was kind of like, I guess I'll drink some water. But he, like, only took a few looks and he kind of went to sleep. And the day before, like, the day before, you know, we took him to the vet. Um, he, uh, my mom, I think my mom kind of closed him off in the room by himself, which I, I don't like. But my mom, I think, was all scared because we didn't know with his sickness, the way he was acting, if it was something contagious that can get to the other cats if it hasn't already. So like, I understood why, but I was so bad because he does not like being by himself. He likes either being around another cat or it has to be in within like human presence. Like he has like if I walk like if I'm sitting in a room with him, like at the dining table, he will he will just sit he will sleep on the chair. But the moment I get up and walk somewhere else, he will just he will literally get up and walk with me. Like he's like you can't just leave me here. I feel so bad. Like if, even if I go to work at night and I come back home the next morning, he is the first one to come to the door 
and meow his head off at me. Like, he does not like the fact that I, that I leave my home. He's not like he's home alone, like my family is there. But he would just, he hates it. He's like, why are you leaving me? You left me here with these crazy people. So I'm like, I'm sorry, baby, but I, you know, I have to, have to go to work. And, you know, it, he was just a very, very, very sweet little boy. So I, I took him, you know, we, you know, the, the day before, um, I, cause I think my mom still wanted him closed off in my room for, mo- for most of the day until later on. And I was like, you know, I'm going to take a nap or anything. He just, he just, he didn't sleep on my bed, but he just, I think he realized he was, he was kind of meowing me, you know, like very kind of like soft, like very soft meows. Um, and it sounded like he was dehydrated. Like he it sounded like his voice getting dry. I was like, baby, you have to drink some water. He was wanting to drink any water, any, you want to eat anything, not even tuna, which is like his favorite thing to eat. I was like, I was like, baby, I can't do anything else if you don't, you know, if you don't help me out here, baby. And he just, he just, he just wouldn't, I know I keep saying baby, I, I, I just call my babies. I feel like my cats are, the cats are my babies in a sense. And I'm like, you, you have to, you have to help me out here, you know, you have to eat or drink something, you know, just, I just want to help you out. And I can just tell he was just, I think he was just so tired. He even, when I went to go take a nap, he just, he just can't just, he came to the side of my bed and just went to sleep. And I just felt so bad because I was like, there's not much I can do. You know, then the day came where my mom was like, we got to take him to the emergency vet because all the vets near us are just booked. So like, take him to the emergency vet. So we did. Um, and I was really hoping, like, just like I was hoping this night, I was just hoping it will be like, Oh, you're catching some antibiotics or like this this medicine. Like it's a it's a little sickness or something, but just give them this medicine, mix it with their food, they'll be fine in like in a week. You know, just monitor progress, let us know what's going on. That like, I was hoping for that outcome. But I know they're saying like, you know, like hope for the best, expect the worst. Or something like that. I was like, no, he's gonna be fine. You know, we put him in his little cat carrier. He he still he he didn't really meow or anything. He just kind of just lay there. You know, he's kind of kind of just really chilling out. And I was like, my poor little baby. He he doesn't know what's going on. I feel like I feel like the other cats in a sense knew. Um, because normally it was it was the same cat carrier I, I put Snipe in. And I feel like. She knew. I feel like she she had this kind of look, and she was kind of walk around acting a little suspicious. So I think she knew. She was like, "Yeah, um, when you put in that, I don't think you're coming back." So I felt back. I knew she kind of knew. I feel like Prince. I feel like Prince and Marmalade kind of knew he was sick. And I I think it's just an animal thing where they kind of just like leave the the sick ones alone. Um, you know, kind of like how we kind of like how humans do in a sense, like. You're sick, stay home, quarantine yourself, don't come and mess with people until you're better. I feel like it was kind of the same with him. Like, he was very playful. He was a very playful cat. He liked playing around. He liked to go and wake the other cats up to go ask him to play. He, he liked playing with ball caps and everything. This got sluggish and just really slow. And I felt so bad because I was like, there's not much I can do. You know, you took him to um, the vet, and we are there for a few hours, like, we were there for quite a while, 
and the um, you know they took him back, and he was just quiet kind of the whole time. Like he mailed a couple times, but I feel like it was mainly because he hasn't really been outside, outside like that. Like he's been you know in our backyard, in a sense, like just in the um, just in our closed off sunroom in a sense. Sorry. I'm trying to reposition. I'm trying to reposition my mic because it is moving around a little bit. Um, and you know, he's kind of just looking around. I feel like he was he was smelling all these new smells. He was like, "Yeah, like this was a little little like dog in here. What's going on?" Um, but they took him back. You know, he they um, doctor came in. He was like, "It could be FIP, which is." Kind of like a feline coronavirus in a sense, like not the COVID-19 one, but it's like a kind of one just for cats that mutates into this FIP disease. Um, you said it could be like feline AIDS. It could be a couple other things, but the reason he mentioned those because we had two other cats at home. He was like, it might, they might have gotten it. We don't know if he has it, but we would like the only way we can test because he couldn't do anything just with just seeing him. He was like, it's fluid in his belly region though but we we don't know where that food is coming from we don't know what it is so i was there with my cousin at first before my mom and from my siblings um so it's just me and my cousin there just kind of listening i call my mom of course to make sure informed decisions were made with the rest of my family and he just you know he told us he's like we want to run some tests, but we heard we already knew like the the visit emergency visit already hundred twenty dollars, and to do the test, um, it was like I, we pay it was like nearly four hundred dollars just to get the blood work done because we decided to get some blood work done, and. We, um, it was nearly, you know, he went, got the blood work done, we paid for and everything. Um, but we paid for it after everything. And he came back in, he told us, you know, it's not anything contagious, so that's good. Um, but he still, he was like, we still don't know what it, what it is, what's going on. You know, he said his I think his blood, like red blood cell count was low. His white blood cell levels were high, um, which meant that he was fighting whatever was going on in his body. Um, he said the reason his red blood cells is on the higher end of low is because he's dehydrated. He was like, the moment we try to give him any hydration, it's going gonna, it's gonna to plummet, which means that he was going to probably need blood transfusion. Like He was like, he needs a very aggressive care. But like he said, like, even if we do, he might not, you know, make it. He didn't He didn't think he was, gonna, like, King was going to make it, he told us. He was like, I don't think he's going to make it. He even told us, like, there's this kind of like experimental um, treatment that's going on in China, I think, right now. Um, but he was like, I can't prescribe because I don't have really the tools and med- medical knowledge to do it right now. On top of that, you know, we he didn't really think King was gonna make it, and that still just sent me flashbacks to this snipe because 
with Snipe, they're like, we could send them to another hospital that's doing treatment, but less than 10% of cats, you know, survive that treatment. And on top of that, they weren't taking new patients. So it was like, he's in pain. Like, he was just meowing in pain in the back. So with Snipe, it was like, we don't want him in pain, suffering. And here, like, King just really didn't do much. Like, he wasn't a fighter. He kind of was like, okay, like, let y'all do what y'all need to do. And I felt so bad because I was like, he was just the sweetest kitten. And when he told us the price, like, he wanted to do x-rays and other things too. But that would make the visit close to like $700, $800. And we just couldn't afford it. You know, I, I was just paying, I just was finishing paying up my own bills. And I knew my mom was paying you know, we we were all still short in cash. We just we, we just couldn't pay for it. So we decided we're like my mom's like we, we it's probably better to euthanize him. And the doctor agreed that was probably the best choice. Um, was euthanize euthanizing him, euthanization, or how you pronounce it. And it happened, you know. He, he was euthanized. Um, we we all, we got to say goodbye. Um, but this time I was holding him. Cause, you know, he was just being really quiet. I I, I think he wasn't really fine the mess. I think he just was. He was kind of like, okay. I'm just glad everyone's here with me. I felt so bad that Prince wasn't there only because I knew he. I'm pretty sure he was looking for Prince to some extent because they were kind of they were very close together. They were adopted together. They were. They were kind of close together for a while. So I was like, I feel like he kind of was looking for the other two cats. Um, also my mom's um, husband, he, I'm pretty sure he was looking for him as well. So I felt kind of bad, but he, but we were there and, you know, I didn't want to let go of him. I, I was telling him and they were like, you know, you know, the, for the euthanization, I still held him. I, I didn't want to put him down. And, you know, he gave him the, the sedative and the euthanization shot and everything. Um, my mom kind of took my sisters out and everything, just kind of, you know. He took them out, you know, with my cousin. My cousin took them out. We, me and my brother were just sitting there. I did not want to let go of King. I just couldn't let go of him. You know, I was just sitting there just, it was the hardest thing because I, I didn't want to let go. I, I, I couldn't let go of him. Mainly because I, 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 even though I knew he was gone, I knew his heart wasn't beating. I knew, you know, he he he, he kind of passed off in a sweet way. I I couldn't bring myself to let go. I was like, no. I feel like in my mind, I was still just being like, you know, like my heart still like I felt like my own heart beating. I was like, no, no, no. He he's he's gonna be okay. He's gonna be fine. And, you know, my mom just told me she's like, you know, they have to take him because we couldn't even afford to get his ashes back. And she was like, you know, they have to take him. And I was just shaking my head. I was crying. I was like, I was like, I don't want them. I don't want them to take him. You know, I, I don't want. 
I, I didn't want to let go. I didn't want to let go of, of King. I just didn't want to let go. My brother was crying because I let him hold him. You know, he just, he wasn't, we we both just did not want to let go of King. That was the, we just didn't want to let go of him. After a few minutes, my mom was like, my mom had to push the button. You know, I had to tell the doctor, you know, you're going to have to take it away from them. And we, you know, we left, we went back home. And I think it's the, I think the, it was just so hard. So I feel like the other cats also kind of knew to some extent that he wasn't coming back. You know, I, I, I didn't want to deal with the fact that, you know, I wasn't going to hold him again. I liked holding him. He liked being held like a baby. He liked, you know, just a lot of things. I, I, I just, I was prepared to lose another cat. You know, that he wasn't even a full, full grown cat. He was still a kitten. He was still, he was still my little baby. You know, it, it feels like this year has been going down so bad. I just wish, you know, I, I, I really do miss you, King. I just, I just want to, I, I didn't want to let him go. I didn't want to let him go. And uh, I'm pretty sure my mom wasn't there. I don't think I would have. I don't think I would have let him go. I don't think I would have let him take them. Like, take him. I, I, I don't think I would have been able to. It was one of the hardest things to do. I just hope, you know, he's he's just sleeping peacefully now. So. It's just a lot. All I have is memories and a little picture, some pictures that my siblings took of them when I was, when, when they were able to, so. We have good memories. Um, I, I just don't think I can deal with any more animal deaths. I feel like that it's, the, it's just the worst thing of having, just being attached to any animal is, you know, one day, you're, one day that connection is going to be severed physically. So I just hope that, you know, I don't know what to I don't know what else to say. I th- I think it's time for me to go. Um, I just need to. I didn't want to rethink about this, but it was one of the things where I felt like kind of had to. Because I feel if I didn't really speak about it, it wouldn't. I was like a bottle up. So here we go. I guess. Um, but yeah, hopefully I can come back with something more positive for everyone, but 
that's kind of what I'm dealing with right now. Like I said, this year has been a very bad year for me and my family. So hopefully, you know, hopefully all we can do is hope that, hope and pray that next year will be different, you know, in a, in a good way. But either way, that's, that's that. Um, I just hope you guys have a good one and I will talk to you guys soon, I guess. Bye-bye.